Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished Cigar. Shout out to Apollo Creed. Mm. Classic Rocky. That's classic. You know what fucking time we on today. There is no tomorrow. How you feeling, though? Feeling good, bro. Right arm is sore, but you know, I had a great weekend, had a great workout, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, Well, had a great Friday, I should say, because that's the fuck I was on yesterday. Okay. The, the weekend is, is fitting to be good right now. You know, we doing what we do best. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to be with my Haitians, uh, Sapase, you know, all of those. And we're doing some community work honoring all of those in the medical field, all of the things that they've done and have been doing for the last 10 years. So shout out to all of the nominees and all of the honorees and all of the winners that we will be awarding tomorrow in Long Island. Yeah. That's what's up. That sounds like some good work for the people, the community. That's it. As you do. I love it. I really do. Um, Yeah, I'm excited too. This this weekend, I finally got all the materials to really, really dig into this journey that I want to start. Amen. Um, So the final components, I had ordered some, some supplements and I ordered this thing called even flow that is supposed to be like really, really m- remarkable for people who have sickle cell. I've definitely heard about that. Yeah. 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 And the UK is, is pretty big. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw a commercial on that on, on IG. Before, you, yeah. you might've, I haven't seen any, but I know that, I know that in the, the United Kingdom and it's like, it's almost toted as a miracle drug. Like a lot oh, of people shit. who, who come from there, like, they are constantly saying like you gotta get even flow if you don't have it. It really does do a difference. Um, and it's supposed to be natural. Oh, um, and that's what and that's what we need. Yeah, it's, it's made up of natural herbs um, that are supposed to, I guess, just help. Um, on on one end, it's supposed to help whenever you're having a crisis, but on the other end, it's supposed to just be a natural just even thing that just right. keeps you um, feeling like normal. Keep, so keep keep going see keeps you at an even flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I have that. Um, my hematologist gave me iron pills. Okay. So you know, ever since the incident in June, they right. said that uh, I've needed some iron. So I don't know how long I'm gonna need them for. Hopefully, it's not like considered a long time thing. I don't like taking too many, you know, extra things, and right. eventually I won't take it. But yeah, I mean, pills. <laughs> eventually, in I'm just gonna stop. Um, pills in general, I just be like, damn. So how much pills we gotta take? Yeah, nah. Feel better. It's crazy. I never want to get stuck on the 
on the um, diabetes or high blood pressure wave because yeah, once they trend. put you on those, yeah, it's, you it's, ain't getting off. It's slow, especially especially diabetes. I mean, high blood pressure. I mean, shit, that's that's a danger too. But I feel like diabetes be out here for everybody too. Black, white, it don't matter, nigga. If you if it's in you, it's in you. Yeah, I mean. Both of them, it gets to a certain level where you can't reverse it. Damn. Like if you get the the type two diabetes, I think oh, it is. Shit. Type one, I think is genetic, and then type two is based off of dietary. And then with high blood pressure, is the same thing. If you yeah. get to a particular place with it, That's it right. won't reverse. So, right. you know, what I mean, I mean, I don't have any worries about that. My doctors never said that I was on the borderline or anything right. like that of those things. But right. those are like two things that I constantly think about in terms of like okay. I don't want that. I, I ain't trying to deal with that. The shit. last thing my doctor told me was your cholesterol, and I already know what I'm cutting out. I'm actually starting it next week. Actually, now that we're talking about it. next week, I'm going on a a 30 day um water water fast in terms of like I'm still gonna be eating food, obviously, but I'm no longer gonna be consuming any milk. So no more almond milk, um, no more um, no more uh, bread, and no more artificial juice. Um, just straight up water. So anything I eat. It's just gonna be guzzled down with water. I'm still gonna be taking my 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 protein shakes, but just with no water. So fruits and water, mm. and that's gonna be from November 1st to the 30th. And I already know I'm gonna have a crazy transformation. I I, I know that because I know me. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just do the work. Mm. Work as you should. Um, we getting we getting straight into it, or you got an all man? I definitely do not have an all man, but uh, yeah, man. Um. Things are, you know, looking up, um, getting into a much more clear uh, mind, I should say, in terms of the realization of things and finally, like, letting stuff go, things I've been holding on to for, like, four plus years. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm, 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 like, I'm there. Like, damn. All right, so you know what? Let's get into it because uh, you did post some things up. And I do feel like people who follow the show yeah. might have some que- that also follow you might have some questions yeah. about it because um, I guess from the outside from or from far away, because some of these people don't know you, right? Um, some of the posts that you put up could be determined to be troubling or concerning. Right, 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 right. So can you clarify, were you in a space where people needed to worry about you or... Is it just you being a thespian and super dramatic and <laughs> putting things up in the way that you put things up? Can you clarify for anyone who may be confused and or worried? Because I do think that's important if there are people that are, yeah, yeah, that, which I true. do do know people worry about you. So that's not even a question. But box was on crazy a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I think you need to clarify that, bro. Yeah. Uh... Depending on who I'm talking to, the words can be very poetic. So, <laughs> mm. so, um, and I do that uh, fortunately and unfortunately deliberately because there's people that I know or I feel I know care about me and I still will not fully disclose what's really going on. So I'll just, I'll write some shit and I'm like, you decipher, nigga, Da Vinci Code this. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, so what? What are you? What are you seeking to get from that, though? Like, um, if it's well, if it is that, if they're asking me, and I feel like I really don't rock with them like that, like 
if you're asking me and you haven't really been in my life, mm-hmm. but you've been watching, like for example, um, a, a, a mutual person that you and I both know, he reached out to me and we met this individual years ago. You know what I mean? Um, still heavy on the rap scene. Shout out to you. Um, you know who you are. And he was like, he sent me a long paragraph and he was like, since I've met you and over the years that I've been watching you, I've, I personally have seen the growth in terms of what you've been able to do and what you've been able to do with the brands that you have. And I just want to say I'm inspired, but the posts that you've been posting recently have me concerned about your life and your well-being. I hope you're not going to allow whatever forces are trying to take you out, make you take you out. And I right. didn't, I didn't know how to reply to that. Um, and I wanted to say more, but I didn't. But I want to say like maybe like around uh, day four, 20 something of Malek, I, I definitely was starting to have like not not acting on them, but I definitely started to like have suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't say that. I didn't put that on um, Instagram or Facebook because. I didn't want people to start thinking, well, how the fuck is he having suicidal thoughts if he's still doing shows? And this nigga was just in uh, D.C. the other day. And I didn't want them to think that I was just having like a, a quote unquote moment. And then the next day he'd be back to normal. But like I, I remember around that time and it was around a time where you hit me up and you was like, yo, take some of that shit down from social media it's a fact i i I definitely was in a very i started to get in a very depressed and very dark place um and around that time i was i was not really able to shake it so i've been dealing with that okay the last 80 something days that i slept (laughs) and then other shit family shit and other shit just compounded on it just made it harder and harder and harder like there there would be days where i'm in the crib and I just break down. Right. And right. then the next day I'll be like, I gotta go to work. I can't be breaking down at work. But I'm glad I was off today to break down and then go to work and then still try to figure this shit out. And then little shit would like trigger me and then I would try to suppress it. But like I would still be upset. So like, you know, I gotta thank Solange. You know, I'll be listening to uh Mad from uh Seat at the Table album all the time. Mad mm. featuring uh Lil Wayne. And I'd be like, yeah, I really do got a lot to be mad about. But then, like, as the song goes on, it's like, you know what I mean? That shit, you know, you got to let it go. You you can't be so upset. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm putting you on the spot on the show. I'm on the um, spot. I'm on the show. <laughs> but um, I think it is an important conversation um, for the two reasons um, mentioned in terms of, one, I do feel like, it is important to clarify because there are a lot of people that care about you. There are a lot of people that love you and there are a lot of people that follow you. Um, and so I do think they get worried and I definitely understand the difference between like people who only reach out when either something really big is happening or when it seems you're at your lowest point and right. they may not necessarily deserve the clarification Depending on why you may feel it reaching out, because right. some people do that just to have something to talk about. Right? Now, I like, think I, I I think this particular individual, I think he was genuine about. It. I mean, yo, he wrote a long ass, bro. It yeah, no, I'm not. Fuck. I'm not referencing him, but <laughs> okay. some people in general, right? Yeah, like they'll yeah. reach out. You put something up, like, damn, I just lost my job, and then all of a sudden, 
Uh, somebody who hasn't spoken to you in two years might hit you and be like, yo, you lost your job, bro. <laughs> And then that that feels like sometimes just something for them to talk about with other mutual people that may know you like, yo, did you know XAB lost his job? You know, like, yo, he down bad. That's crazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that do that and then only reach out when you do something huge because now they want to feel connected to you because you did something big. It's like That's how I feel like most people are on me. Like, I know I feel like like a lot, like there's a lot of people that love me or fuck with me, but I feel like. It's not until I'm doing some next level shit often. And like the other, like the other day, somebody was like, oh, you an actor? And I'm like, Man, I've been acting. But I guess because of, you know, Fawn getting picked up in the show and that short film is actually doing very good on the indie scene um, in terms of the film circuit. Mm-hmm. That, that, that film is winning some awards. I can't speak on all of them because um, I'm not approved and cleared yet. But yeah, that shit is doing some things. So things is moving. Shout out to D-Flow. But uh, more of the story is I feel like people would be and, I, and, and this could be general. People might want to be more associated with a person on the up and up when everything is looking good and they want to be attached to that versus somebody that's down bad or, yo, the, the ship is sinking. So let, 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 me, let me reach out to see if he's okay. But most people is going to be trying to go with you and they ain't even really like help or be a part of that shit when you going up. And I think that that is the case. I don't know if it's the majority or not, but I, there's definitely a large group of people who, when you are vulnerable, especially on social media nowadays, they take it as an opportunity to maybe hop in and, and just be nosy. But right. on the flip side of it, there are a lot of people um, I know for certain care about both of us. Right. Um, there are people that care about you. Um, and... They can be a little confused and worried. And I would say, and we spoke about this on an abstract level, but on a on a one-on-one level, yeah. I would say that I would think that that's a little unfair um, in terms of the moments where you know you're better, that those people are still worrying because that is a real thing too, right? right like right. If, uh, if I love you and I care for you. Yeah. And I realize you put something up and it's a little ambiguous, but maybe I don't want to be that person that is nosy right. or jumping in, but yeah. I still need to know, like, and maybe I put my feelers out. Maybe I did say to you, like, yo, you okay? Right. And you're like, yeah, I'm straight. And then I see this post and then I'm like, well, that don't seem like a nigga right, that's right, straight. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I yeah. do think it, it yeah, is yeah, worth yeah. clarifying yeah. to those people. But at the same time, you did say that you did experience that darkness. And yeah. I got to also say that, Obviously, if you're going through something, right. it really it, it's not quote unquote your responsibility right. to make other people feel okay. You got to worry about you. But yeah. I think that what you need in those moments, yeah, to help get you out, I think that that is important as well. Like I know that maybe there are certain things that you've done on your own that you know. Yeah. Like you're like, yo, I love doing the podcast. So I'm gonna make right. sure that I do that because yeah. it feels good for me. Like I leave those those times feeling great. Yeah. I'm gonna hang out with this person because I know that that helps. But sometimes even just clarifying on a specific like, yo, D flow, can we do a boys night? Like I really right. I need that. Or like, yo, let's do let's go fucking to top golf just to do right. it type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is that specifically helps you get out of a, a negative space or bad yeah. mood. I think that that is important to voice too. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, and you know, this is also somebody that we know. Um, haven't known her for that long, but it's been about you know, I want to say now maybe three, 
no, it's definitely at least four months now. Uh, shout out, shout out to Debbie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was with Debbie the other day, and she randomly was like, "I want to see you," and I was like, "Okay." And she's like, "What do you want to do? We can do dinner, or we can chill, we we can just do nothing." I was like, "That's chill." Mm-hmm. And then she came, and at first I thought we was gonna sit in her car because she was like, "So what do you want to do?" And I was like. We could just walk around the block. She was like, let's walk around the block. And I was like, damn. Okay. Real shit. And then she was like, let's walk up the block. So then we just started walking like further and further. But we were just having like a real conversation. Um, shoulder and shoulder and just talking. And we were having like a real, real, real conversation about like real life shit. Right. And I was like, yo, she drove almost an hour and a half just to have a conversation. That's a real person. I was like, yo. People like this, man, you got to we gotta really cherish these people, dead ass. You got to keep those. You really do. And then last night we had a breakthrough. We was talking about some more stuff. And then I just I just finally said what I always wanted to say, like, in like, in like a real friend way. I was like, yo, I appreciate the conversations. I love you. And she was like, I love you too. And I was like, wow. Wow. Nah, that's, like, that, that's real shit. And you don't, like, wow. you, you know, like... I was real. Society makes it seem like you gotta you gotta know somebody for years, <laughs> right? Right. Before yeah. you right can before say, get to that level, yeah, you love somebody, but some people is just natural. It just right. happens. Yeah. It's just like this person was supposed to be in my life. It don't gotta be on no sexual shit. It right. don't gotta be on it, no extra shit. It never got there. Right. But like they were supposed to be here. Yeah, you know, and they, they. I have love for them, yeah. and it don't have to be on some like. I love you on some, I want to suck your titty, right, and I'm right. saying it. Right. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, right. or I want you to have my babies. Right, it's right, just, right. no, nah, I yeah. genuinely cherish you to the point where I think that if a car is coming, I might jump in front of it for you. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. I love you. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? One of, one of the last texts she sent me before you know, we, we went to bed, she was like, you are a light in this world, Henry Gray. I need you to know that. And I was like, damn. I was like, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say, but thank you. I, I ain't know what else to say. I mean, it's the truth. Uh, that that <laughs> That's a reality. I think a lot yeah. of people feel like that. Even on your darkest days, I think people acknowledge the individual you are, and that's why they get so concerned when you do uh, feel dark because you are a light and you are a necessary component to this world. You inspire a lot of people. You motivate a lot of people. You entertain a lot of people. Entertain is bullshit, you know, right. at the end of the day. Right. But that entertainment aspect leads to the other things. It leads right. to the inspiration. It leads yeah. to the motivation. And I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that, especially with a lot of shit happening at one time. Yeah. And maybe things that make you feel devalued, right? Like the girl you want right. acting certain types of way, the job you want acting certain types of way. Right. Life just not going in the right. ways you envisioned it. The parents you have just acting some type of way. Yeah. Like, yeah. And a lot of that can pile <laughs> up. You can't tell somebody they're not supposed to feel however they feel off of those, right. those things happening at one time. But it never negates the fact that even if you feel devalued, that's never the case. You are always going to be an important factor to people and to the world and in general, like, there, I can't imagine a world without you in it. I don't know what that looks like. like and so you have to keep that in the forefront because right. nobody else lives in your mind but you. 
Right. Right. Like so in those those dark moments, I think you got to you got to put that to the forefront of your mind of like, wait. How many people have I impacted and I don't even have the power that I know I can get. How many people have I impacted with maybe not the amount of money that I want to have? Maybe not the positioning that I want to have. Maybe not even the skills that I think I can get to. I, you just put on an event, you what? You service 300 people? Yeah, like 400? 400. That, was, that shit was insane. So without, without a you here, who's doing that? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just doing my part, bro. <laughs> you are, but at the other end of it is it takes a special individual to do that. Yeah. And if that individual is no longer here, it isn't a guarantee that another special individual will fill that role because there's only one you. There isn't another distinguished. There isn't another Henry Gray. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think sometimes we get to those mental spaces where we're like, man, fuck it. If I'm not here, then I'm just not here. But that's never true. Right, right, Or or if I'm fucked up, then I'm just fucked up. But that's never true. When you're not in a good space, that means that there's at least 400 people now that get affected from you not being in a good space. Because let's say you said, fuck it, I ain't doing an event. Right. Those 400 people don't get service that day. That shit would be wild. (laughs) Let's take it even further. You, you know what I mean? You not, again, not being here, not present. That's thousands of people impacted. Right, right, right. Yeah, on like a whole bunch of other levels, yeah. 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 I'm grounded within a year. Yeah. If we're talking about years, that, that might be millions of people affected. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we always got to keep those things to the forefront. I'm not telling you you can't feel negative, obviously. I would never right. tell you what to feel. But I think what helps when we get into those spaces yeah. is realizing how many people love us. And not that we're obligated to their love in the sense of, well, I got to stick around because people want me around. But yeah. how much that if we feel like we're not valued, right. we got to understand that we are. And what are the, the things that we can look at that determine our value? And right. it's not always going to be money. Nah. It's not always going to be a woman, a woman helping to validate your worth, right? right? Because some of these women don't know what the fuck they want either. Right, right, right. They don't even know how to put the value on the worth. Right. They they see somebody coming to their life, and that's where the disconnect is sometimes when it comes with us, right? Because we'll see certain people come into our life, and they ain't got shit, but we still right. see the value. Yeah, like there's somebody over the weekend that. I guess I guess she liked she liked the post that I had and I'm like I thought I blocked you mm. and just seeing her like it literally triggered me to the point where I was like I don't think I deleted her new new number she had like fucking three numbers and I was like but I, I don't think I saved her name but I'm like if I go back in the text and type her name in the text box it'll probably pop I just I wanted to call her and curse her out but then a part of me was like now, if I do this, then I might get emotional now. So I was like, let me not, let me not do this. So I just, I, I, I had to stop myself and I just, I just didn't do anything. But I, I was really upset. Like it triggered me crazy bad. I was like, I think I'm about to call her and black on her. And then I just stopped. No, nah, I think, I think doing nothing sometimes is, was crazy. Is, is always the best option. You know me. Right. I, I think that that tends to be the I best option. I was just option. like, how the fuck did she find me? I was like. Yo, I deleted you. I know I did. People find what they want. Got I will, who's that shorty that said that earlier? I will find you if I want to. 
or I, you told her like how'd you even get my ig yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. she was like i get what i want oh yeah yo that was wild <laughs> just to watch right <laughs> okay. okay right <laughs> like what all right but yeah um i just want you to always remember that um you know you're always valued that doesn't mean you can't improve in areas we all can improve in areas but right. your value never goes anywhere right and your value is not determined by if anybody else sees it your value is determined by what you know you do and what you value in terms of what you're doing so right. if giving back to the community is something that you value and you do it and you are successful at it then that's where your value is based it is never based in if your your life is going in a certain direction or not and if people are judging you in terms of fucking with you or not based off of that then they don't be, they don't belong in your life and what god the universe whatever you want to go by does is they show you these people and then it, they give, it gives you the option to let them go or to keep them. Oftentimes, we try to keep these people, and it isn't until we realize that by doing so, we're anchoring ourselves in the same emotions that we're trying to run from that we finally make the decision to do so. But as we get older and mature, and as we are able to see and have experiences, I think what is necessary is for us to See when someone doesn't see our value, takes our value for it takes uh, for granted, takes advantage of us. Any of those things, we run as fast as we can because right. if we stick in it and we stay in it, then it just keeps pulling us down. It's like a, a weighted chain or ball put to your ankle. You can't escape it if you're going to just keep that shit there. The universe gives you the key every now and then. It's up to you if you throw the key away and say, "Nah, I'm gonna just drag this shit along for a little bit longer." Or you take that key and say, oh, this nigga think about me like this? All right, let me uncheck my shit from this motherfucker and keep it pushing. Oh, this person is taking advantage of my kindness. If I don't want that in my sphere, I can't change them and be like, hey, stop taking my my kindness for granted. Right. They're going to say, oh, my bad. I didn't know. And then do it again. Right. So at some point, you got to make the hard stance of if this person doesn't see my value in a particular light, I got to let them go. Or if this situation doesn't, I have to mentally let it go. I can't stay attached to, oh, I wish I had kids at 25. Right. Because I ain't 25. So if I stick there, I'm going to stay in that negative emotion that I didn't accomplish that goal. That's a fact. So now I have to let it go and I have to create a new reality for myself. So, yeah, I guess that that's the all man <laughs> wrapped up in one. Right, right, right. Um, but we're going to get. All right, ladies and gentlemen, after we have put you in a fucking thinking hole, we about to get y'all right the fuck back out. Ashanti and Irv Gotti. Um, I, I did not get a chance to see that. For, yo, Angie Martinez be having the wildest interviews, dog. That's why That's why she is who she is. Well, I didn't get to see the full interview, too, but we got some clips here. So let's, let's start it off like this. Okay. I think that sometimes when, you know, like... You may think that it's something and the other person knows that it's not, Ooh. you know, and you manifest off, off this thing into something big and it's really not that. Oh and my then God. when that person finally realizes that it's not that, it turns them into a completely different person. Mm, savage. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like um, Irv has flat out lied about a lot of things. And the crazy thing is like, 
when we were in a good space, a positive space, like pillow talk is a dangerous thing. Oh you know what gosh. I'm saying? And there oh. are so many things that like I know and there's so many things that like it's, it's going you know, to the grave. Yeah, it's and going for to the a grave. long time and probably forever, like I don't I don't have the desire to, to expose right. certain things. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. I'm in a different She's space. She's violating. She's talking right? crazy right now. I think that sometimes but. when you know like she said a lot without saying nothing. She said nothing. a lot without saying nothing. Shorty said the Drake told us this in 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 in, in that record pipe down. Yo, oh my God. pillow talking can really get niggas killed for real. For real. Hold on, we gotta start with the God first thing she said because the first thing she said was love. <laughs> I think this applies to a lot of niggas. It, Maybe some chicks too. I, I'm ah, only gonna talk from the nigga perspective ah, though. There are a lot of niggas that think it's something with a shorty, and it ain't that. It ain't that. Yeah. She said hi to you in the inbox and left a little heart on your comment, and you like, yo, me and shorty talking. Nah, she just liked the comment because you was funny. And that was it. And that was it. Yeah. She got her, her pussy ate that night by the nigga that she actually liked. She's about to get it ate now after you think that you and her talking. <laughs> and you going around telling niggas that you talking. Meanwhile, she like, I don't even know him. I just, I seen that. And I just, I, I thought it was cute. It was a cute photo. So now let's take it to the next level. Because now, right, same nigga. <laughs> he going to see her at the club or he going to see her at an event. The nigga said next level. <laughs> He going to see it. Oh, we going to get to that Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, Mario. This nigga's Mario. This nigga's ah! nigga Mario. <laughs> and not the nigga from Versus. Because <laughs> that nigga was real. <laughs> that nigga was real. Fuck. But now this nigga goes. See how at the event, he rush up on her. Hey, what up? And she give him the, Hey. And now he like, oh, she trying to play me. She don't remember you. She, <laughs> she don't know you. She don't know you, dog. You are nothing to <laughs> You was a heart on Instagram. On Instagram. In real life, you ain't got a hand. Nothing. So now to bring it back to, I can easily see in this between Irv and Ashanti. This is, the, her account is the real account. Because the way he was talking was how goofy niggas that want something to be more than it was talk. She might have let the nigga hit. As a 19-year-old, 20-year-old. It sounds like she let him hit, but I feel like the experience was more for him than it was for her. I feel like he had a better time smashing than she had a better time getting smashed. Because the way she's looking at it, she ain't looking at it as deep as he was looking. He was looking at it deep. She was experimenting, probably. Right, right probably. And he thought that that was going to be his new thing on his, on his arm. He, he, she thought... No, he thought that the experiment was his experience. Meanwhile, she was just like, I was just young and, you know, maybe seeing what it naive. is. I seen what it is. I'm in the industry and yeah, I'm a this nigga signing my checks. I'm a fuck my boss. I'll fuck him. I want to see what it's like. And then she moved on. <laughs> she, she didn't get caught up. And that's the nice version of events. All right. The fucked up version of events is. This nigga might stop my check if I don't fuck with him. All right. If I so, don't look like I'm. Fucking with him in um in uh outing in social uh, outings because there's cameras around. I'm basically the princess of Murder Inc. Murder Inc. is one of the top record labels in the world right now. Ja Rule's on fire, and I'm right under. Right. 
So I got to play nicely with him. And that might mean giving up some pussy. What's so crazy is thinking back to Ja Rule during that interview with Drink Champs, he looked like he really was in the middle of a lot of shit. And I think I put this on a page. It's like deep down inside, Ja Rule probably also deep down knew some shit too and was like, damn, I really got to be quiet. He got some shit that's going to the grave too. Apparently he hit her up after and was like, and apologized and said, yo, I should have said more. But, you know, it it went left. He didn't expect it to go to that level. I'm glad he did that because clearly, bro, Ashanti is holding secrets that could pop. The word she used was she could expose. Expose is a wild word in this society. Exposure means you're done. Bro, if if you're you're willing to cheat on your wife in public, or at least expose that information where everybody can do a quick little fact check and be like, nigga, you were still married when you was fucking with Ashanti. And she's not even saying that that's the secret. She got some other shit. She got the, she got the, she got the, she got the real murder ink. <laughs> she got the real murder ink. So keep fucking, if you keep fucking, fucking around, around, you're, you're going to find out. Yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to find out. And I For think. For the record. Yeah, please. Please, please tell you know, us more. All Shanti. the guys, you know, Ja, Chris, all, you know, I'm cool with everyone. There's all love, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's very unfortunate how Irv decided to handle his documentary. When a chick started talking you know, like that, um, mm-hmm. she was, it's a little sad. She was lawyered up, you know, too. to see a grown man <laughs> conduct up. himself in that manner. Damn, you know? grown man um, conduct himself. In I that feel manner. like the Murder Inc. legacy is so much bigger, and. Um, we accomplished so much and made like amazing history. Of course. And I feel like um, the way that he handled it tarnished Damn. and cheapened the brand. You know what I That's mean? That's a word X, XAB loves using that phrase because X don't like cheapening no brand he's a part of. Uh, nah, we can't cheapen the like brand, man. We can't cheapen the brand. We put too much stake in the brand. We put too much time in the brand. That means who we dating. Right. That means Shit. how we do a show. That means where we do a show. Spe- specifically That means huh. how we record this shit That means how this shit gets sliced and diced and edited <laughs> can't, And that means yeah, Can't cheapen that Can't cheapen that And I haven't seen it But I'm sure that he probably did cheapen the brand I'm sure he cheapened I didn't watch the doc Which leads to him cheapening the brand in my opinion but she pro- I mean doing having to do a doc You're cheapening the brand dog yeah. My thing is this Somebody else should be doing the doc on y'all Not you doing the doc well, my thing is this. That's somebody else VH1 nuts. <laughs> if he didn't say the doofy shit he said, I probably would have watched it. Yeah. But him doing that interview the way he did it, I have no like ambition to watch that. I have, I have nothing that's pushing me to say, yo, let me find that Murder, Inc. doc and, and settle in and, and get a, a drink and uh, orange juice, of course, <laughs> right. and watch this shit from top to bottom. Yeah. It, it just sounds like it's going to be a bunch of goofiness and it sounds like it's going to be a bunch of blaming and finger pointing. And maybe that's not what the doc is. Maybe the doc actually is informative. Maybe it's entertaining. But there are things that you can do that can fuck up your product before you put it out. Yeah, that's that's true. I think, I think too, that's why, to be honest, Anybody that's on board with any type of group organization, a short-term business, everybody kind of got to know a little bit about the other person that they're doing business with. Even if you don't know them fully, you kind of got to know because 
uh, them you being a part of them now also is you and your character and your morals and all the shit you got going on. It's attached to them now. So if some shit go wrong, niggas could associate that with you 10 years later, long after you disassociate yourself. And it's like, yeah, but remember when you was collaborating with so-and-so? Yeah, I ain't really like that. Like the other day, now I could have hold you. I was talking to somebody. And I was telling them about this thing that I'm excited about. And they told me straight up, oh, so-and-so was a part of that with you too? I was like, yeah, but, you know, me and him really don't. It was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do it with you. now. I was like... Oh, God damn. Nah, it's real Ain't shit. Ain't this a bitch? And I was like, yo, this is not good for me. It had me rethinking, damn, I, should I be this excited? This, My man's is telling me he don't want to do it no more. He's like, yeah, because, you know, I'm just like. And that's what got me so confused about this Kanye shit. Because on a local on a local or everyday level, we do this all the time. Right. You hear some bad shit or you see some bad shit that someone is doing, and you be like, I'm not associating with that. Yeah, you just kind of break away. I I can't. <laughs> like, if you going around beating women, I'm not associating with you, right. dog. I actually might want to fuck you up. Yeah. 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 Like, like I can't be seen because, um, unfortunately or fortunately, that is seen as a cosign. I'm, yeah. It seems like I'm cosigning your behavior if I don't have an issue being around someone who is proven. I think allegation and proven are two different things. But someone who is proven to do some shit. That definitely ain't what you stand for. And that's why you got to stand for something. Otherwise, you fall for everything. Right. If you don't have a backbone to say, you know what? Don't want to associate with that. Just because you like, oh, well, it's a good opportunity. Then you're going to end up getting looped into some shit. Right. And maybe even put in the same pot as someone or something that you don't you don't agree with. Now you a woman beater. Right. <laughs> hey, how do you deal with that? So, yeah. I don't know. Um... I don't know what his intentions were. I don't know if he thought, okay, this is the age of social media where you have to say the most salacious thing in order for a product to move. So let me release this info about Ashanti and me fucking, and that's going to cause Disgusting. mad attention and eyes. But that's some real corny nigga shit. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, to me, that ain't the type of way that you want to be remembered or you want to push a product. Right. I think I think deep down inside, Ashanti knows whatever she did with Irv. But the fact is, Ashanti probably didn't think Irv would actually say it. Because honestly speaking, if I'm keeping it 100, niggas could call me naive or whatever. It wasn't until Irv said that he did these things with Ashanti that I said to myself, oh, maybe Irv smashed Ashanti. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Because the last time niggas was even really talking about Ashanti is when Nelly was fucking around and fucked that whole shit up. We was all like, Nelly, how could you fuck that up? Yeah. That was the last time niggas was really, really, if we keep it at 100, really talking about Ashanti because Nelly fucked up. And maybe I'm naive too, but I I'd never I, even thought never about her and mind. him. You know what I mean? I'm sure that information was I'm, out yeah, there. I'm, I'm sure not it was saying, out there. I'm not saying Rumors that. Rumors and shit. Yeah, whatever, yeah. But yeah, for him to confirm it like that. And, it's, and, 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 and this is why... And our women listeners are going to love this shit. This is why women be like, yo, niggas gossip like bitches for real. Because a nigga will dead tell a bunch of niggas who he smashed. You'll never know who shorty smashed, though. Well, now that's the thing. Because be quiet. That is, I think, the expectation that most people have. Right. Right. It's like if I'm dealing with you sexually or I'm dealing with you in a relationship, if we have not decided to go public, if we have not decided to 
be in a relationship and let everybody know that hey, that's my that's my piece, that's my partner. Right. And you going around like telling everybody, I don't think most people expect that. Right? I don't think most people need to know who you fucked with, who you didn't, who you were just dating and it didn't work out with, whatever, whatever. But when people break that trust and decide to do that, I really think it's corny. I think, and it brings us back to the old conversation we had. Now, let me shoot some bail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What Earth did is some nigga shit. Now, in terms of, I know a lot of niggas, and I'm going to try and see if I can ever think of a time where I intentionally let it be known that I'm fucking a certain type of girl. I'm trying to think of, of a moment. We about to get real, real, real serious on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish, though. We about to get crazy right I'm now. I'm trying to think of a moment, but I, it's not far-fetched in terms of there are moments where, and it, I do feel like it goes to insecurity and ego at times, but there could be other me reasons, but it, there are times where it's like stop playing on my name. This is what I'm this is what I deal with. Don't 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 play around with me because I deal with this. <laughs> I fuck on this. Okay. There's, there there's there's people that I've smashed that if niggas knew I smashed, niggas would probably stop talking. There's people that I smashed that my best friends don't even know I smashed. Why? Because it's, it's going to complicate shit. That's where we going. It's going to just make shit bad. Um, there's people that I know that smash people. That if they ever found out that infamous niggas would have a divorce the next day. Some shit really got to go. Honestly speaking. It it's gotta, not worth it. It got to go to the grave. I'm sorry. It has to. It it Because it, it, if it don't. It's going to be bad for everybody. Everybody. Sometimes it's not worth it. Right. It don't make no sense. And then, going back to the moral of the story, nigga, it's nobody's business at the end of the day. So just fuck, and then you just move on, man. You move on. That's a fact. Right. That is the protocol. So if move niggas on. is confused, that's the protocol. Right. Just move on. There are moments, though, when niggas do that. Yeah. There yeah. are moments when niggas feel... Now, the justification of it or not, like I said, right. it may be I insecurity. Know, I don't even know if there's a real justification for ego. Telling, telling a nigga that you smashed somebody. It's oftentimes to let niggas know, like, <laughs> oh, the time when I had Miguel here. And niggas might have thought, oh, okay. oh, you know, he, that nigga over there might be gay. Nigga, do you, <laughs> that girl that you, you crushing and you just told me, <laughs> you crushing on it? Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't think I've done that. I have never done that, but I've definitely thought it. And so this nigga just decided to do it, which I think is a violation. Right. But I do feel like niggas oftentimes, I guess in terms of maturity, because like I said, I thought about it right. in terms of like when niggas want to play on my name, it's like if you only knew. That's what my I'm Rolodex saying. is crazy. Like there's if you there's, only knew. Bro, there's dudes that I've done business with. I've dead smashed they they fiancés. So tough. <laughs> and and we talking about back in the day shit. We're not even talking about now. We talking about back in the day. And if niggas was to know this information or put two and two together, which they never would because 
niggas' lives is so different from like 10 years ago. It's, it'll be bad. It'll be like, yo, the thing was, you really did that? We must build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots. It is consciousness over the cookie. I'm a type of nigga where I could pay you and then your girl's paying me. I've done it. <laughs> oh my God. I've, I've done it. <laughs> so like, that's why like, I be confused sometimes when anybody be saying anything crazy about me. I just be like, damn. And the words are actually be, nigga, if you only knew. So you could say whatever the fuck you want about me. Oh, he be doing his nails a certain way. Oh, he be dressing. A- I heard you. Right. It'd be bad. It's bad. It's bad. So there's a conversation uh, boiling up. Are broke men more loyal than men who have money? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking as a, a a real, in the terms of broke in the, the sense of savings and just broke mentally. Yeah. Cause those men deep down inside, are some of the most creative, innovative motherfuckers on the face of the planet. I think if you're looking at a correlation, um, there's a correlation in terms of access and status that money versus being broke gives you. And in those instances, if you have someone who doesn't get played because of their physical stature, but they they start to get played because they come across some money or something like that, they don't even know how to act when they get that play. So it's like they're probably going to be more willing to treat to cheat as well as the the status that they get opens doors. So now you might get into a space where the women you're around don't even care if you're fucking another woman. They just care about what you can do for them in terms of, oh, well, if you get in me a Birkin, and I'm not talking out the side of my mouth, right? This has been a, a popular meme, too. I'd rather cry in a Rolls Royce than in a Toyota. Bro, I see that shit more than anything these days. So there are women out here who are okay with getting cheated on or getting made to look silly or dumb as long as financially something is going on for them, right? So I do think that you get to a level when you come across certain money where you might come across people that would be more okay with it um, and that access changes. Um, and then, of course, when you don't have money and you don't have resources, it's less likely for you to go out into the world and do things. You're going to you only got enough money in the week to take your chick out. You don't right. got enough money in the week to take your chick out and another chick. Yeah, I think uh, I think deep down inside. A broke dude. If he's really trying to, quote unquote, do something with a girl. He's not worried about the other shit that the that the dude that's actually paying bills has great credit is worried about. Like what they're thinking about is on two different spectrums. Yeah. And I really feel like, to be honest, the broke dude actually has more time to figure out what he's trying to do versus the guy that's paying bills. That nigga's on a tighter schedule. The broke nigga don't have a schedule. And sometimes that <laughs> that's what leads to the I mean, in this case, they're talking about infidelity. Right, yeah, but, infidelity, right. That was that's also what leads to the nigga who doesn't want to commit. Right. Like, yo, I'm gonna be flying across the world all year round. Right. I don't wanna be settling down when I got a chick in London, mm. I got a chick in Kenya, mm. I got a, a a chick in fucking South Korea. I got a chick in Dubai. Yeah, like 
I got girls all over. And I'm going to be in Dubai for three months. I'm going to be in London for four. Like, I, I can't don't be got... worried about you. Yeah. Meanwhile, the broke dude is available. The broke dude can't do that. He nigga having do. having trouble flying Southwest. He can't do shit. That nigga has has a problem with a metro car, a weekly metro car. Right, right. He, and that's just real nigga shit. He having trouble going to Queens to Manhattan. My right, nigga, it's bad. My nigga's only it's a thirty minute ride. They yeah, have a problem. With he that. might walk it though. He definitely. Uh, he might. He he's considering walking it for he the could week. if he live a certain a certain area yeah, in Brooklyn and Queens, depending on what 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 end of Manhattan he's entering. Yeah, he's thinking he about it. it. <laughs> Why are we like this? Why are we the broke nigga thinking to himself? You know what? Them niggas is right. No, nigga. We're talking out the ass. Don't do what we're Don't telling do you. Don't do it. Don't do that. You might die. <laughs> Please get it together right. before Please you, get it together, you contemplate that. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I can see there being a correlation there. Yeah. So, so yeah. 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 Ladies, good luck. When you come home, I'm going to be at lingerie. I'm going to cook your food. Oh, you just got to bring home the painting. That's oh, it. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit, Let's man. Let's go. Like, just because you're going to be at my home when I, I come there cooking. I don't need that shit. You know what I'm saying? I need a girl that's going to understand what I go through. We're going to keep a motherfucker on top of his toes. It's going to push him and motivate him. You know what I mean? That's also going to come with some ideas. You know what I mean? Be, give me creative criticism on my grind. You know what I mean? Also add add to the t- to the table. You know what I mean? Not just trying to grab some food every time it's, it's filled up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to bring something to this table. Like, fucking pussy is over with after a certain time. Your energy got to be right. Your mind got to be right. That was going to help us grow. That what counts. Yeah. That body don't mean nothing after a while. But I'm a bad that. bitch brings inspiration. Nah, that you want no- Man, get the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> a bad bitch brings inspiration. What? See? It I does though. I don't know who got that guy on the show, but that nigga wild out. That's the real. That is a real nigga, ladies and gentlemen. Cause there ain't nothing. If you see him, you, you you'll realize he physically he was he's face. getting bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is monetarily. He's getting bitches. <laughs> he ain't no nigga that's just talking to talk. Right. He he could do the shit that he say he don't want to do. Right. He could do the. He shit. not he's the broke like, nigga we was just talking about. <laughs> Nigga's pretty well off. <laughs> He's all right. You saw, you saw he had his hands clasped together. Yeah, you know what time it is. Yeah, folded, clasped. And when a nigga got his hands clasped, he he on a different type of timing. Ah! <laughs> he he not, that nigga don't give a fuck about that shit. Like what the fuck? That's how you started off though, my nigga. That's you gotta crazy. let these girls know, son. Shorty said lingerie like that was gonna fade. He said, "I did this bitch. I did that a thousand times, bro." Unfortunately, there's shorties out here that think. As long as I look sexy and good on his arm, that's all I really need to bring to the relationship. Shorty said the body's an inspiration. That's wild. She said a bad bitch is an inspiration. inspiration. And some of y'all is out here really thinking like that. I don't need to bring character. No. Good character. No values. I don't need to look like I also have ambition and things that I want to do in life and goals that I want to reach. I just need to be a bad bitch. Right. I don't have to talk intelligent. Because I'm choosing to talk like how my texts read. Because a lot of y'all still doing that. And it's like, damn, we're gonna we, we gonna we gonna have to move past that. My man, my man said at a certain point, pussy don't matter, bro. For a nigga to say that, he's in a whole nother level, dog. He said at some point that body not gonna matter. I'm but that's that's a nigga that gets pussy, right? Like daily. Because if you if you get enough pussy at some point, you realize that it's, uh, yeah, it don't matter. You don't commit to pussy, right? 
commit to who you really want to be with. Who, who who you connect with is what he's talking about. Who you really connect with. Who you connect with, who you see yourself coming home to every day, who you see yourself having an amazing conversation, amazing thought uh provoking who who challenges you basically discussion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you want somebody that you're happy to go home to, right? Like just to bring it home. I do this podcast because I have a co-host that I love to do this podcast with. Right, right, right. I can't imagine, right? I don't care how big the check is. I can't imagine having to do something with somebody that I don't really fuck with. Mm. At some point, it, weird, yeah. it makes you not want to do it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we could be getting a check and, all right, cool, I'm going to come for the check. But it may not be the same as, yo, oh, shit, that's my man's can't wait to go see this nigga, da 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 it's the same thing in a relationship. Right. It, it, yeah, okay, you got you got banging box. You fucking you do everything. Right. Your box is amazing, immaculate. Right. Wakanda forever up in that <laughs> bitch. Yo! <laughs> that that's a clip. That, that's going. That yeah, that's but that's going. You know what I mean? If that's all you got, I'm trying to see what Atlanta's got. Mm. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to see, you know what I mean, what's going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not staying in Wakanda. Mm. This is just it. I'm I'm dipping now. I'm Killmonger. I'm, right. You know what I mean? I'm out of this bitch and I might come back, but <laughs> I ain't staying. Right, right. So, nah, nah. I think, I think if you're thinking like that, ladies, y'all don't know what men really want, which brings us to this question. What is it that you think? Men want. We spoke about what we want as men, but right. what do you think in the broader sense, in the general sense, most men want? Do do most men want a woman that cooks and cleans? Do most men want a woman that they can have a conversation with? Do most men want a woman that holds traditional values and roles as opposed to new age values and roles? I think most men want a woman where we can be completely vulnerable with. Mm. I think most men want to be with a woman that they don't have to sleep with one eye open. Mm. I think most men want a woman that if they're just having a good time and sporadically he just breaks down and cries, she just embraces him. Mm. She don't don't even really ask what's going on. She just embraces him. You know, and it still might be a baby what's wrong, but it's not like, baby, what's wrong? Like, get it. It's more like, baby, what's wrong? And she's there to console mm-hmm. you, rub your back. And I think most men want a woman that deep down inside, beyond the best friend thing, beyond the life partner, like, most men want to wake up and be like, every day I, I know I made the right decision. Like, I'm not, I don't have to double back on this. I made the right decision. I would I would have to agree with all of that. I think that most men want beyond so the other shit I think is like sprinkles because I do think there is a large majority of men who still hold on to the traditional idea of it is attractive if their woman cooks and cleans. Mm. I don't think that that's what again I don't think that the most I don't think that the modern man is looking at that and saying that that is a like that's the that's going to seal the deal, right? Right, and I think some women think that that's the case, and they don't have to improve in any other aspects of who they are in the relationship. So as long as they cook clean and have good box, they think that 
a man should be happy. Most men, I don't think, want that. I don't think most men want to settle with that. I think most men, I think a lot of men do settle with that because they think that that's what they're supposed to settle with. Mm. But I think what most men want is what you said. I think they want a partner. I think they want security and vulnerability, like you said. Like, I want to be able to know that when shit ain't up, you're not also going to make me feel like shit ain't up. Mm, damn. You make motivate me and tell me like, babe, all right, we down bad right now. We can't stay here. All right. And I'm going to help you so that we don't stay here. All right. Whatever that means, whether that means I'm going to motivate you, we're going to have amazing conversations or I'm going to help you get this job like until you get back on your feet. They want someone that's going to do that as opposed to someone who's going to say, oh, you ain't making a hundred K no more. You can't get me those Birkins no more. Uh, you a broke nigga now. Like they they don't want that. So I think it's important for us to put this out there because when men, ooh, we about to this about to be a clip, y'all. Damn. When men go on Beyonce's internet and they see all of the things that they see that are counter to partnership, that are counter to security that are counter to safety in terms of emotional vulnerability and being open. When you go online and you see, oh, if a nigga can't buy me this, he's going to be considered a broke nigga in my mind, or I ain't settling down unless a nigga is going to pay my bills, my baby bills, my baby daddy bills. Mm. When you see shit like that, that makes you very hesitant to want to even engage with certain people. Right. And when you have men afraid to engage with women, unfortunately, you have some of the good guys that thought that by having good character, by getting a decent job, staying within the lines of the law and being good to their partner, the ones who put those values to the forefront over just getting money or over just whatever else is talked about often online, those men get insecure to approach. Those men get insecure to even go on a date with you because they like, shit, I ain't got Birkin money. Right. There's no way, there's no how that I'm going to spend 10K on one bag at this moment in time or maybe ever in my life. 10K on one bag, like really thinking about it, even when you have money, sounds insane. It sounds insane because you have to have a certain amount of money for that to even just be like, oh, it ain't no big right. deal. You got to be making, you got to be making guap. Upwards of millions if yeah. Where it don't It's not like well, an it's issue It's not gonna phase you Where the where the 10,000 actually feels like You spent a hundred dollars Yeah cause if you Got 250 You still spending A good grip By <laughs> spending 10 Yeah spending 20k Making 250 Still sounds crazy Yeah it yeah. gotta be yeah, like you said, close to the mills. Maybe five hundred plus, five hundred plus, and then, right, yeah, might, maybe you might start feeling a little. Yeah, you might feel it. Right, I ain't gonna spend that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hurt, but right, I'm not that. I'm not crazy. I'm not butt hurt. Yeah, right. yeah, like it, it slows me down a little bit, but it don't stop me. Right, everybody underneath that, it's stopping something. <laughs> I don't know what it's stopping for you, but it's stopping right, something. Right. You might put it on the credit card. But you still got to pay that shit back. Yeah. And, and instead of paying it in cash, 500 up, you might pay that in cash. 
You need to pull out the ten and right. just drop it and be right. be good. Right. Two fifty nine. You putting that on the credit card right. and then you paying it off. Right. Right. <laughs> as right. you go along. Right. As you go along, yeah. praying that everything stays the way it needs to. Praying yeah. that you don't enter a fucking uh, uh, situation where you done lost your job or starting to lose your mind or something. Your car uh, break down. Your car break down or some or something. Work the house. Yeah, it's a lot of other factors that make sure you got shit in motion before you start buying shit like that. Cause yeah, and unfortunately, it don't seem like people are taking the actual accounting nah. in mind when they talk online. Right, it just sounds like they expect everybody to have Birkin money. I think the problem is, to be honest, is that some, not all, some women some. be like, "He need to have this. He need to have that," and then those women also be like, "But I could buy myself that." Yeah, just because you could buy yourself that don't mean you really want to buy yourself that. I think that that's the other part that be missing. But do we really want to talk about how they buying themselves that? Do we really want to talk I, about the? I don't, I don't want to talk about. I don't know if niggas really want. We want to talk really about talk the girl about. that's buying that, but is is supposedly has a great job, but got EBT somehow. Oh. And and getting yo, the government yo, to, to supplement yo, we the, know re- the rent. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> we know we we know these girls, bro. We know it's a lot of them. We want we it's want we want to talk about the shorty that is spending her month's salary the legit just to fucking get a bag, and then and then be looking for every nigga to take out to eat. They exist. This yeah, ain't no this ain't say, no woman bashing. I was about to say something, but I gotta let it go. <laughs> I have to let Solange, I have to let it go. Because if I don't, I'm getting killed on this episode real bad. I'm going to be down real bad after the show's over. They out here, dogs. I'm going to be on somebody's story. <laughs> Dead ass. I'm going to just leave it alone. Bro, they out here. They are out here. They doing it. And then they think when a man comes in their life somehow... He's, Some he's, way he, he's the fucking solution to all they bag problem. No bitch. Like I don't have my own five hundred five thousand dollar purchase that I want to make. Right. I got cameras and shit that I want to get for my dreams. You think I want to spend that on a bag? I might, but let that be my decision. I don't mean I'm broke if I'm sitting there like, oh shit. Wait, you want a five thousand dollar bag? I really was thinking about doing some upgrades to the podcast. If I buy the $5,000 bag, can't do that. And how long does that, how, yeah, what's, what's the timeline now? How far am I pushing back the advancements to the podcast or whatever other dream your man may have? That $5,000 bag is not going to do anything but just be a $5,000 bag versus the money that you would have uh, had to put in that equipment would have not only been an investment, that could have furthered what the fuck is happening. Right. For your brand New quality Better quality Other brands might see that And be like Oh we could fuck with it now Guys Just like houses and cars Bags lose their value After it's purchased too Once that Once that shit leave the shelf Yo that's it That shit literally goes down There's only There's only I think The Birkins That go up right. in, in value In value Right right But right. you know Them Celine's Stella McCartney's Them fucking uh, um, Mark Jacob Bro It's bad it's bad out here. Them MCMs, they all go down. And those ain't real. Yeah, never mind. Damn. Never all mind. Right, all right. <laughs> What's next? All right. Police! Help! Police! Help! We're about to step into some other shit. Um, all right. So, 
anti-Semitism in the black community. We're just going to go straight into it. Um, let me say it this way. Has there been tension between those of the Jewish community and black people where racism has existed on the Jewish side of it? Absolutely. 100%. There's no question about it. That is not anti-Semitic to say. It exists. You can go back to, I think it was like 1992 or something like that in Brooklyn, um, where there were like riots over, I think, a two black children were run over by a Jewish, uh, some, a Jewish driver. Um, but here's where things are starting to get a little complicated and a little tricky and a little scary for me. We cannot fight hate by becoming hateful. And that is what we are doing because there are plenty of Jewish people that fuck with blacks. I mean, Drake is half Jew. Civil rights movement would not have been what it was if our Jewish brothers and sisters didn't join us. That is a fucking big ass fact. A lot of people that was Jewish marched with Dr. King. Facts. And and that got a lot of shit rolling. It was rolling already. Let's not get it twisted because some of them got killed too. Some of them absolutely got killed. Yeah, I know that. All in your history books, ladies oh, and yeah. gentlemen. All in the history. I'm not, yeah, I'm not quoting out the ass here. So, again, has there been tension between those of the Jewish community and those who are black? Absolutely. It exists. It happens. But what y'all are doing online Steps way outside the bounds of just calling out what hypocrisy is in the air. Let's correct a couple things because now we out here sounding ignorant and that that is starting to piss me off. As black people, we got to be a lot more informed about the shit we decide to throw on social media than we are. So the first thing. Jewish is not a race or ethnicity. It is a religion. Facts. Judaism is a religion. Those who subscribe to Judaism are considered Jewish. However, there are Polish Jewish people. There are Egyptian Jewish people. There are Palestinian Jewish people. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, subsidiaries in that. Ethiopian. Yeah. Now, the majority of people in America who consider themselves Jewish are white in some way, shape, or form. Right. Right? Like, they are a derivative of a a white ethnicity. But there isn't a ethnicity of Jewish. There's a culture. that's That's a culture of Jewishness, right? And there's a religion of it. So when we talk about it, and the the major thing now is... Well, black people were the original Jews. There's no contradiction to that with white people still being Jewish. Right. That can be true. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that has to counter the fact that there are white Jewish people now. Right. That also doesn't mean that Jewish people run the world behind the scenes. No, Jewish people run shit in front of our faces because as a community, they have stuck together and we sound jealous of that. That's how I see it when I'm reading a lot of these comments on here. Right. With with Kanye, 
with now Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving posted up a film yeah. by the Black Israelites, right. which is a radical group. Right. No matter how you slice it, they might be right about certain historical facts. Right. But they are very much on the radical side of things. Yeah. And within that documentary, a lot of people are like, yo, Kyrie from Negro, from, what was it? From, uh, I think it was from, no, it was, Negro was the ending part of it. Yeah, it was, damn, I got to look it up now. Right. I think, uh, first of all, I think Kyrie should have sat this one out. I think he's been on the conspiracy train for far too long. He he, he yeah, needs to sit yeah, some I of think, these out. Yeah, I think I, I I think Kyrie should have sat this one out. I'm like Kyrie, man. You was you was the same dude that was um being a certain way with the NBA prior prior to the whole COVID situation. And I thought I thought they was gonna try to Colin Kaepernick this motherfucker, but I'm like, they I think I think Kyrie is too radical. Way more radical than um than Colin Kaepernick. Um, so it was from Hebrews to Negroes. Okay. Um, and so there's a sentiment out there that white people have hijacked being Jewish and created it so that it is a religion that is associated with whiteness. Um, and it's to whitewash the history of it uh, originally being a black um, practice and religion. Right. Now, whitewashing is a real thing. It's, it, we, we know that. So there's some truth to that. See what's happening in politics right now. It's getting crazy. It's getting wild over there. <laughs> but I also think that we can paint that picture without being hateful. I think right. we can... We can illuminate the historical aspects of things without also saying that the current Jewish people worship Satan. Worship Lucifer. Mm. News flash. Last I checked, Jewish people don't even believe in hell. It's not part of the religion. So I don't know why we have to add those elements to things to then prove our belief systems or to prove our facts why do we have to step on somebody else to get up in ranks or to get highlighted we have to as a community i think we have to get out of that that mindset Mm. um with that being said it looks like breaking news kanye west says i know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now thank you god for humbling me I saw I I actually saw that whole interview clip um and I think he was sincere about it up until the point where he said there's another part of that where he said you know God had to um you know he said I had to lose my billionaire status to get to this point and I was like I think I think you could have left that one out sir I think yeah you, you probably that that part of it, you probably, probably could have. But he's that. telling the truth, though, because that's, yeah, is. that's what made him a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. quote unquote. Right. Right. Like, I don't know if you've seen a lot of his interviews after becoming a billionaire and after all of that mm. information started coming out. Nah. But he would say to people, 
do you have a million dollars? Do you have a billion dollars? Oh, and yeah. they would be like, nah. And right. he'd be like, then you can't say nothing to me. <laughs> and then he would sit there and name drop all the, you have all these millionaire friends. It's, it, it, he let that get to his head. Mm. He let that money change who the fuck he was. Mm. On on top of the fact that he has a mental illness and and maybe it's hard for him to not let certain things get to his head. Like when you're manic, that's part of right. mania, right? But yeah, he definitely let that shit get to his head and fuck up the Kanye persona that we got used to. I think too, in watching one of the interviews I saw, somebody said, do you think this will tarnish your legacy? And his words was, he don't believe in that no more. He just feels like he's been sent here to do God's work. And I had an interview yesterday on DTF Radio. Shout out to DTF Radio. And I've been saying this for a very, very, very long time in in terms of my artistic career. Nothing should be about accolades, awards, trophies. It should, it should really be about the work. But I think the problem is you get caught up, you know, as our good brother Kanye West did. You get caught up in the awards. You get caught up in the money. You get caught up in, quote, unquote, being the guy that you either thought you couldn't be and now you are. And you're now the guy that don't even realize he's the guy. So it's almost like you're chasing this other thing that you're trying to associate yourself with. And you just caught up in the hype. You know, that's why we had, you know, Kanye a few years back hating on Drake publicly, too. Yeah, because Drake, Drake and Khaled for having a number one record on the radio. Like, biggest threat to him. Like, bro, I, you said you love this man. No, you you secretly really hate this man. Nah, he secretly hates him. You, you might not hate him. You hate what he's doing. So, in turn, you kind of hate how it makes you feel. Nah, he hate Drake. Like, it's bad. That's... He hates Drake because Drake That's did sick. everything that he wanted to do. Right. That's Kanye sick. wanted to be able to have a voice and sing like Drake, and Drake mastered it. Right. He he was killing the backpack rapping and singing. Right. And Kanye was doing the auto tune singing because that's what he had. Right. And I think that that's part and, of where it Kanye, started. And Kanye made great auto tune records. He made he did. Eight away and heartbreaks. A lot of people love that shit. That's a classic album. I must also add. Um, the false equivalency of losing billionaire status and losing your life to an officer actually putting a knee on your neck until life leaves your body, it's kind of disgusting. I'm giving him a pass on it because yeah. the nigga don't know how to put his words together. Yeah. But And I'm, all, I'm done with him, period. Like, there's nothing he could say right yeah. now that would ever make me be like, yo, super yeah. dope, Kanye... Kanye fan again. It's yeah. not, but yeah, trying that's to, disgusting. Yeah, trying to trying to equate those two. I was like, those are like two different, two different war, two different events in 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 the one world we're in, and trying to put that in the same sentence to make it make sense. Nah, nah. I uh, I I think you know. To be honest, though, there's certain things that he needs to take a break from and. As men, sometimes you got to know when it's over. Like, sometimes you got to know when the game is done, when to put the ball down, when to be quiet, when to leave, when to go to sleep, and when to be like, you know what? I think I'm good. And he's not on here, but, you know, Tom Brady doesn't know when it's over. 
Oh yeah, he definitely don't know when it's over. But God forgive me for saying this. He might really ha- he might really have to get a wake up call in the NFL on the field to find out. Cause sometimes when you push, Tom should have retired after he won that Super Bowl. <laughs> um, they got close last year, and I don't know what made him decide that he wanted to do it again this year. His but ego, bro, his ego. He ain't. He's not doing well. That's why. The, that's why Kanye is in the is in the. People be thinking. That years and years and years after achieving or reaching a certain type of plateau in their career, a certain type of greatness, it can be achieved again. No. Certain things happen when it's supposed to happen for you, and then it's time to move on. You you did that already. That's why Jordan wasn't the same when he was wearing 45 on the Wizards. You can't do that again. This ain't the 90s. This is a new game. It's the same basketball game, but in terms of the players, it's a new game. This ain't the same players. Yeah. So, Kanye, you got to know when enough is enough. And if it took this, which is crazy disgusting, if it took this for him to realize, I think, you know, I, I think the worst is yet to come. I think there's more that's going to come out as that's going to be bad for him. Nobody is in his corner. I don't care if he actually got people in his corner. Nobody is in his corner that can actually tell him, Kanye, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe that was Kim a little bit when they were married, but I don't even think that that was at the height. Like, he still did what the fuck he did. But Donda was the only one that could keep him in check, and I think in that period of time she could. I don't know if she could talk to this Kanye. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know if she was still around. Would we have the same Kanye or not? I don't want to talk on on his mom, um, R.M.P. Donda West. But something needs to happen. The people that actually have access and are able to make him a better version of him need to step up and step in. Um, Now, I mean, Charlamagne took it a step further. I don't know if we talking deaf on people or not. I don't know if that was his intention or not. That was that was a wild statement. Um, but I do feel like there's a little bit of merit to he gonna crash out if oh, he yeah. don't if he don't chill the fuck out. Whether that means he ain't gonna have no money at the end of it. Whether that means he ain't gonna have no career. I don't know what it means, but he is definitely on the verge of crashing out, and somebody needs to save him before he does. Mm. Um, so the music business is now getting a little bit more afraid of the AI business that is going on. So the article reads, the Recording Industry Association of America said AI-powered music websites that make remixes, improve homemade tracks or strip songs of vocals or instrumentals harm artists. Um, there are online services that Using AI, extract the vocals, instruments, or music stems, and or generate master or remix a record to be very similar to or almost as good as reference tracks by well-known artists. The files of these services that are disseminated are either unauthorized copies or unauthorized derivative works of our members of music. A.K.A. Things are starting starting to now be able to be accessed by the common nigga. And because of that, we're going to lose money. That's yeah, what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. So I also heard originality is about to become a played out sport. 
Because you could be original all you want. The moment you put that record out, that shit is gone. It don't care. It don't matter if it's copywritten, if you sent that shit to the Library of Congress, written in a fucking gold uh, fucking box. Nigga, it's gone. Once it hit the internet, is basically what I'm hearing as well. It's gone. Well, I mean, that's where we kind of are yeah, in this that's, digital. That's, yeah, that's where we are. We give away realm. all our rights when we post shit on, on IG. We give all our rights away when we post on Facebook. Even doing this shit right here. Right. So, you know I mean? hot takes and if, all that. If somebody want to take, if someone thinks our voice is sexy on a, a certain thing that we said and they want to take it and put it in on another film piece or whatever, they can do that the moment we post it. That's it. Um. So... Yeah, and this is like when Napster came about. There's nothing these niggas could do to stop this. Nah. Sorry, but I do feel like it can hurt the artist in the sense of if I'm a producer and I'm able to, or if I'm an engineer and I'm able to mix and master tracks a particular type of way. And make it, and make it better too? Making it better sounds wild. Too. And in the moment I post it, somebody says, damn, I want my shit to sound just like Rihanna's. And there's just a website that I could upload my track and it, and sounds, it, it mix and masters it to sound just like Rihanna's and track. It, and it probably sound better. Now I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that nigga's paying $14.95 a month to have access to this fucking service. They ain't trying to run to me who I'm paying, who I'm going to ask for uh, upwards of $500 to mix and master your shit. Engineers is in trouble. Engineers is definitely in trouble. Yeah, mix and mass engineers. This definitely hurts them for sure. All right, so Billy Porter, let's get into this conversation. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I think there's a lot of shit on here that I think niggas need to hear. That's what this episode is really about. Niggas need to hear a lot of this shit. But um, let's just play the clip. Bootsy or other black men get in trouble for saying things. Would you ever want to talk to them? Would you ever want to talk to Bootsy or talk to the baby? Or talk First of all, or I don't you. know who they are. And here's the reason. Right, right, right. And I, right. I, because I talk about it in my book. Yeah. Hip hop came along. My 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 childhood was very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. I was bullied, I was beaten, I was put out of the church, I was all of those things. And hip hop started to emerge, and the first narrative was the first narrative was fuck the police. The second narrative on the list was kill the faggots. Emotional. Mm. I missed hip hop because I had to extract myself from that energy so I could save myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know who these people are. You know, I let the, the hip hop singers in, Mary J. Blige, you know, the, 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 the nice rappers, you know, the puffies and the things like that. Yep, I got all of that. Yeah, but I missed a great. lot of that culture. I'm not proud of it. And it was for my own survival. Mm. That makes sense. So I don't know none of these people. <laughs> he wanted to say, I don't know none of these niggas. Um, I'm going to say it for him. Um, I said this already prior to us, you know, talking about this in a group chat. Very powerful. Um, happy that they gave him that opportunity to actually speak that truth. I mean, that's going to be a hot take for a long time. I yeah, that ain't going nowhere. That ain't going no fucking. If anything, more people about to start to speak on what was going on during those times in the fucking 80s and shit when, when hip hop was bubbling. What I will say is he he sounds like he's also upset. 
he he feels left out and I, I'm I'm not a gay man. I I don't I don't live life through the lens of a gay. But I would assume if I was, I would feel the same way that he feels. I would feel like there's a part of my blackness. We about to get deep, y'all. Mm. A part of my blackness, a part of the richness that hip hop was birthed in. You know the struggle, the pain, all of that was happening while I'm this gay man trying to figure my shit out. And, and being told that the door is closed on me. And being told that the door is closed on me. Meanwhile, I'm trying to open the door to get out the closet. And all of this weird shit is happening. You got people getting killed, people getting strung out on drugs. And then you got people saying, fuck the police over here. And I'm like, okay, they definitely are fucking up black people. And then I'm over here, you know, trying to figure my shit out. And then they're like, yeah, but fuck, fuck gay people too. Like, Wait, whoa, what the fuck? I got to protect myself. Yeah, and now I'm looking right. at this quote-unquote new liberating music. Yeah. Right, because when Uncle Luke and them came around, that's what was used, right? Nah, this is sexual liberation. Yeah. Fuck you. Right. Y'all coming at us. Yeah. But when I say I'm trying to be sexually liberated into being the person that I am, right. they saying <laughs> No nigga, not yeah. you. Yeah. Not not y'all. Yeah. So yeah, the mind fuck I, I think that is such an important thing to illuminate because when we stand outside of the communities, right? Like when we're not part of certain communities, right. it's so easy for us to overlook our biases, our destructive comments. Mm. Like when we sit here and say there's a gay agenda or anything like that, I'm not saying that there aren't instances where you look at something and be like, all right, the media or all right, uh, this show or this company has clearly made a stance that they are going to make certain things very prevalent. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but what I'm also saying is there's a community of people that are saying it's not an agenda for me to exist. It's not an agenda because I actually exist and a company decided to make a stance to acknowledge that I exist. So when we say certain things, certain rhetoric, or when we like, Oh, Jewish people, da 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 da. Yeah, but Jewish people also was lo- locked arm in arm with Martin Luther King. So, so like, when are we gonna figure our shit out? How about this? How about we stop worrying about other communities and we learn to unite together to uplift whatever it is that we want to uplift as a particular community, right? Like. It's so, the powers that be, if you want to talk about agendas and you want to talk about secret societies and shit like that, the powers that be absolutely love the fact that the poor gay man is fighting with the poor straight man. Mm. Because they then don't have time to fight with the wealthy white man. That's a a great point. Y'all over there tussling in the mud. And I'm still making money. Right. I mean, I'm actually, I'm low-key probably making money off your pain. Yeah, I'm selling tickets to the fight. (laughs) Watch these niggas. Right. And we get money from it. Right. That's what social media is. Y'all arguing about shit I created. Meanwhile, you could be trying to create what it is that y'all trying to create. Meanwhile, you arguing about the shit that I left and created and left in your community. But y'all try, y'all feel like y'all own the block or y'all own the... I actually bought the block. It's actually my block. It's my block. I don't. I don't live there though. I'm never gonna. No, live but there. y'all niggas pay rent. 
That's my oh. block. O block. They bought O block. Wow. Y'all niggas gonna continue to pay rent and kill each other, and right. I'm going to make money. Right. That's Good luck. My family's family's family. I'm not even gonna be here to see all of this shit. But I tell you one thing: before I die, my family set the fuck up. Why? You still gonna be claiming that that's your block? That's your hood. I saw a meme the other day. It was like niggas talk about owning the block and will kill each other for. It. Meanwhile, niggas 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 rep different hoods and end up at the same cemetery. I was like, wow, it this is where we are. This is where we are, God. That's some next shit. Wow. Huh, man. Mm. Um, Unification. We're going to, yeah, hopefully. Prayerfully. We're going to do this. Um, we're not doing that. <laughs> Damn. Oh, fuck. Like I said, we not doing that. What the fuck going on there? We was getting ready. We, we, was, we was testing. Yeah, y'all. we warming y'all up real quick. Because <laughs> um, we will be talking about music. We'll be getting the music very shortly. Yeah. But I want to get all the social commentary out the fucking way. Um, let's go here. Where this conversation at? Did I skip it? Nope. I think we are three, two, one. What the matter is, y'all? I'm hurting y'all because I want to be love. I want marriage. You know, a lot of us get on here, we act tough, and we be like, I don't want a man. I don't need a man, but I want help. I want to be loved. I want somebody to love me. I want somebody I can be vulnerable with. The problem is... And I'm not crying, y'all, because I'm sad. I'm crying, y'all, because it's like a release right now. But the problem for me, y'all, is that all the relationships that I had with men were not about love. It was about survival for me. I know how to fuck. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to seduce a man. I do not know how to love a man. And then to have a son because of those choices that I was making y'all and I got pregnant really really fast I got pregnant within 90 days of knowing my baby daddy and we don't talk about this shit cause it's embarrassing and it hurts it fucking hurts and I'm mad with me I'm not mad at men I'm not mad at I'm not mad at my life I'm, I'm, I'm mad at me cause I don't know how to fix me I don't know how to fix it that's, that's accountability <laughs> That's the shit that hurts. It's I don't know. This episode might might be named. Y'all just need to hear this. Like the realest part to me was her breaking. Basically, I think a lot of women, if they lead with this, it 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 helps. Like like y'all say, niggas need to lead with certain things. Niggas need to lead to tell you, yeah, you actually still fucking your baby father. Uh, I mean, your mother, baby mother, pause, <laughs> if I, if necessary. Um, niggas need to come saying, yo, I'm still fucking my baby mother. Um, niggas need to come saying, I'm only interested in sex. Niggas need to come to the table saying these things. Women need to come to the table saying, I don't know how to love a man. I'm actually dating for survival. I'm actually dating because... Like, I came from a fucked up scenario. 
where I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. And so in order for me to feel safe in this relationship, like I'm going to probably ask you for money from time to time. I'm going to ask you for a meal from time to time. I'm going to ask you if you can help me with my rent when it's short. I don't necessarily mean you're going to get the nigga that you want, but at least if you lead with that, I'm not saying on the first date, but as she did, she took accountability for what she's actually going through. And maybe leading with that means, oh shit, if this is the mindset that I'm coming from, maybe I shouldn't be dating. But I think if women actually took that accountability, maybe that's the better word. Women took that accountability more instead of saying like, oh, I'm fucked up, but you're supposed to love me in spite of it. Things will start to change as well. Like men need to obviously take accountability for the shit that they do. But oftentimes women don't want to take accountability for this part. Women want you to love them in spite of and somehow miraculously heal them of the past traumas and things that they went through. And baby girl, I can't do that. If you don't come with a certain sense of of healing, then your toxicity is going to get on me and we're just going to build this, this new castle of toxicity. So that's what I appreciated from that. I think for the first time, as I was hearing her say this, it made me appreciate or want to appreciate this is why we should all come to each other healed so that we don't have to deal with this reality of constantly bleeding on people that didn't cut us, Mm. of constantly getting into a place where every time you talk to somebody new, you have to reopen the punctured wound that was just starting to heal or was already healed. Mm. Now I got to go back into memory lane and tell you about my childhood, tell you about how I grew up. How many times we honestly want to have that conversation? And when I think about like like it like that from that perspective, I ask myself, how much how 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 much more time am I going to need to finally let go of something that no longer serves me, something that's no longer in my life to want to be vulnerable enough to be with somebody else because I'm that fucking scared of letting go of what wasn't or what didn't happen versus what's actually right in front of me. Mm. Like how I'm like. How much more time are we going to give to constantly having conversations with people who really and truly don't know how to hold a conversation? This is a fact. We're literally like we literally talk to people to talk to people. But we're not talking with people to really learn and understand what happened. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the wave of. You know, if people were leading with if if we all were leading with certain type of narratives, we probably could avoid a lot of heartbreak, a lot of unnecessary spending of money going out and then feeling like we got used. We got played. She violated or she led me on. We all would not be in those precarious situations. But I think the problem is deep down inside, a lot of us really and truly, we love the feeling of somebody wanting us. Mm-hmm. We love that shit. That, I think, is a drug because that could get addictive. Even if the other person doesn't want you as much as you want them, the fact of the matter is if they've, if they've given you a little bit of time, if you see that they've seen something that you posted and it's on scene, I right, cool, they've seen it. 
Especially if if you really want that person. If you really want that person. You're not even looking at the aspects of the person that you know aren't compatible with you. Right. You're just looking at what you really want and then you're you're loving the fact that, oh, this person is interested? Yeah. I ain't even know I could get a, a, a person like that. Scary. Scary. Know your worth. Know your worth, King. And Queen. Know your worth. Facts. Everybody know their worth. Yeah, because that's what we tend to do. We devalue ourselves. Yeah, we cheapen the brand. Cheapen the brand. <laughs> cheapen up. Cheapen the brand. So go crazy. Yeah, you cheapen the brand because you like, this is, for, some, for niggas, oftentimes right. yeah. it's this. Right. This is the baddest chick I've ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. She's somewhat funny, but she's a dunce. Like, I don't, there's nothing that we could talk about. Mm. But I really like that she likes me. I got this good girl that I have amazing conversation with. She's a homebody. She just likes to chill out and do, like, simple things. But mm, I don't know. Not a bad chick wants to always go out and have a time of her life spending $500 to do whatever activity we about to do. And instead of me sitting there and being like, I don't want to do that, I'm just getting mad now. Like, and I'm letting it build up. Mind you, the girl that is real cool and chill, she is, she happy with the Red Lobster. Right. She happy with the Apple Peas. Damn. She happy with the Olive Garden? She happy with the Olive Garden. She yeah. actually liked the Endless Bread shit. She liked the Roscado? I love me some Endless Bread, so <laughs> I'll be telling you, keep that shit coming. So. Matter of fact, I might go to Olive Garden next week. But you like, <laughs> I'm going to still try with this one. And now you mad, and then finally when she decides to break it off because of whatever, y'all was never going to be compatible, so right. she breaks it off. Now you feel used, abused, and upset because you were so attached to the desire of and the the just the, the illusion of, ooh, I could get a chick like that, right. that you decided to devalue yourself, one, by saying to yourself, I'm going to be strung along a little bit because the whole time I could tell that she lived a different lifestyle. She ain't going to settle for the lifestyle that I want to live. Right. But also devaluing yourself in terms of you had a partner right there. And maybe she don't want to deal with you now. Maybe she like, man, fuck this nigga. Right. Wild. We're going to go here. New music. Listen, Drake and 21 did not drop this week. Damn. Um. I'm going to give you my conspiracy theory. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have my own conspiracy theories. They cited COVID as the reason. 40 got COVID. Now, I'm not saying that 40 didn't get COVID. I hope that he uh, recovered speedily. Um, I hope he's okay. I hope there's no long-lasting effects, anything like that. What I will say is this. I don't know how y'all niggas knew. The album be ready this week because we don't know how long the nigga would have to take to get over the COVID. So here's my conspiracy theory. That's definitely true. Nigga said her loss is definitely coming out and they definitely specified the time and the date. Here is my conspiracy. Niggas called Drake. Probably Hove. Hey, yo, Drake. Yeah. Rihanna dropping next week. And Drake said, oh, oh, where I was, I had a little, a little project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know about that project. 
Yeah, move that. Because Rihanna dropping next week. You, you ain't hearing me the first time I said it. Rihanna dropping next week. And Drake said, say less. I got you. Now, for two reasons. Drake is going to forever love Rihanna. Oh, yeah, that's, that's never going nowhere. I mean, I know his heart broke a little bit knowing that she having a baby by one of his, one of the, one of the rappers at the time that he put on his tour when he was bubbling. One of the rappers that I think him and Chris Brown both said, that nigga never got a chance. It's going to be one of us, dog. I, I said it too, and I don't know none of these niggas. <laughs> I said it too, like, that's not going nowhere. And lo and behold, that nigga is the only, he is the, he is the one that is the brokest out of all of them. But this nigga, this nigga gave, this nigga gave Rihanna a billion dollar baby. Legit. Yeah, have a baby by me, baby. A billion billion. That, nigga, <laughs> that nigga's net worth is probably up right now, actually. I don't know what his net worth is, but it ain't hers. Nope. I don't know that. I know that much. Remember before it was 10 million. Yeah. When we first was doing it, her shit was like in the fucking 200 something mills. Her <laughs> shit last was, was 600 right, right. million. And like I think that. she hit a billy not right, too long after right, that. Right. So her shit is, if we do the math, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But right. it ain't about that. Right. You know what I mean? They they can live the they can't live the same lifestyle. But I was about to say it is definitely about that. We it, gotta switch it, up the wording. It's definitely about that on multiple levels. What she can buy him, he can't buy himself twice. Yeah, yeah. Um but <laughs> that call definitely came in. Right. And Drake was already probably like, yo, we gotta halt the train. Cause I heard Rihanna is coming through. But then Jay probably hit him and confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. Re dropping. Um, it's not an album or nothing, it's just a single, but it's her first one in four years. So you know what it means. And and Drake said, alright. And then I'm sure 40 did get COVID at some point. Right. But I don't think it would have stopped nothing on a regular day. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying 40 getting COVID probably would have been like, all right, my nigga, take two days off. We're gonna wrap this shit up at midnight, uh, the day before. Instead, he said, "Oh, he got the call that said, put that shit out on on the fourth. Ain't no, ain't nobody from this side dropping. Now I don't know if they're gonna drop the Wakanda Forever soundtrack on the fourth, and that might be a problem because apparently there's another Rihanna song on there. But Damn, all right. So now that we're talking about the Rihanna song, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna have to see the movies to get the full effect because I was expecting more when I first heard the record." I knew off rip. I said, this sounds like Thames. So when Thames dropped, she wrote the record. I said, okay. I wasn't surprised, but I need more. So. I actually really enjoyed this record. Damn. She gave a nigga goosebumps just now. Cause I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning the scene where it finally hits us that your child is not coming back. Keep me close. I'm envisioning the part of the movie where Shuri realizes that. Wakanda rest on her shoulders. Me you go to sleep. Keep me in the warmth of your love when you 
Angela Bassett realized her son is gone right after she lost her husband. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I get some of the criticism because some people were looking for it to be a Rihanna track, what we're used to hearing from Rihanna. I mean, to to be honest, this is not what I was expecting, but it's for the fucking, it's for the movie, it's for the soundtrack, and, you know, Chadwick Boseman embodied all of his roles, but his, you know, his most iconic is Black Panther, and be. And his death symbolizes that because that was the this was one of the first movies from that Marvel can actually say that we could say as you know um, people of color, a lot of us drove to the theater, not necessarily because we were excited that you know we're getting quote unquote our first black. The majority of the fucking cast was black. I think there's only two white, two or three white characters. The majority of the, like, to be honest, the majority of the cast was black. The whole soundtrack had black people on it. Um, By a black producer. Right. And then the soundtrack was by Kendrick Lamar. The wardrobe was literally black designers. So two two of them we actually know, which is crazy. Um, And on top of that. The fucking movie was directed by a black man. I don't know what more. I don't know what more you can ask for. To be honest, they they let us know. We all knew it was our time. I saw Black Panther three fucking times, and all three times I cried because I was like, "This movie is so fucking iconic." Like, damn, it's telling a story, but really of us. Imagine what we would look like if we really unified. That is what we need to be focused on. As a good brother was saying, instead of all this other shit, imagine if we actually say, you know what? Let's stop focusing on what the fuck they got going on, what they doing, or what they did mm. to us. Mm. Let's look towards the future, y'all. Yeah. We actually could really do something. And I think that's the most frustrating part for my good brother, XAB, and so many others who are like, yo, we focused on the wrong things. Old Kanye. You worried about the wrong things. You worried about the wrong things. We need to be focused on what we know we could do, and we can unify. That's something that's within our power. There's no strings and shit holding us back from that. We Nobody could, could stop us. We could really do that. And if T'Challa's death, you know, the character, and also Chadwick Boseman's death as the, as the man, if that doesn't propel us to do something greater than ourselves, then us watching the movie, we're just going to make it another blockbuster and miss the whole message. And and that right there, I think, sums it up 100% because Black Panther, what Marvel did with Black Panther, what Ryan Coogler did with Black Panther. It'll never be done again. They created a message of unity that was a guide that we could all follow, right? The whole message behind it, which, again, be- beautifully done, 
there's a technologically advanced civilization that if they wanted to go off, they could they could fight off every nation in the world at the same time. And instead of helping their people that just technically weren't Wakandan, by helping them, they could get a lot of black people out of some terrible situations. And Killmonger's dad was for it because he was seeing so much poverty and all of these things. But the black people who were insulated, which symbolizes the black people like Candace Owens and who decided to insulate themselves away from black problems, but want to still speak on it. If they were to use their powers for good, instead of not using them at all, or in her case, using them in a negative and we unified, there's nothing that can stop black people. Right. Not a damn thing. We have land, we have resources, we have intellect, we have technology it can't just be these one-off billionaires building cities, though. Right. It can't just be these Acons building Acon City. It can't, right. Kanye West building, I don't even know what the fuck he was calling I his think, shit. I think it's called Yako System or some shit like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the Yako System. Which, of, is, which I'm assuming that's going to be in Vermont because he's been building that Vermont shit for years now. Yeah, it can't just be them. It can't dumb. just be them, right. And we have to abide by or connect to whatever... Their philosophies are to be associated with not we can literally change the areas that we are currently residing in for the better. Right. And I'm not saying it's simple, but it's a simple concept. Right. Next thing that dropped was this right here. I feel like we heard this song, though. Without you all about me Getting anxious Leave me Don't look back It's all about you In the dark right now Feeling lost but I like it Comfort in my sins And all about me All you got right now Scissors coming, that's all I, I, I heard the full song Prodigy getting out, I was like Yo, it's some of, some of the shit she's saying in the song is kind of wicked, dog. I'm like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of wicked, boy. I'm like, it's definitely some shit to really think about. I feel like when it comes to SZA, she ain't just putting words together. Nah, she, she, ain't, she ain't just putting words it's together. It's different when it comes to yeah, SZA. it's different, dog. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Even her, her older shit lets me know. I feel like she's probably going back to her, her, her roots. Yeah, this album... I'm looking forward to it. I don't even want to say if it's going to be good or not. Right. I'm just looking forward to it. She's going to surprise people with this. The video is whoever thought, whoever put the treatment for that. I was like, niggas was definitely on their OD super. We're going to make this as elaborative but um, innovative in terms of, you know, what we're trying to portray as possible. Those different scenes and how they were. I was like, interesting. And then I was like, just in time for Halloween. Interesting. Yeah, especially with, yeah, how that video yeah. looked. And Lakeith, of all people, I mean, you picked the right co-star because that nigga just he 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 just he he knows what to do when he's in um actor mode. He he transforms. Yeah, yeah, he did he did his thing a hundred percent. Um Tory Lanez dropped with a boogie. Right, which is I definitely heard this record like a few weeks ago. Definitely did. That shit sounded all right. 
I'm not even gonna hold you. I was like, damn. He's facing. He's he will be on trial next month, apparently. Right. Right. So, which is in a few days, because tomorrow's definitely the thirtieth. Yeah, and I don't know if the trial starts the fourth. I I just know that it it's supposed to be happening pretty soon. Wish that man nothing but. You know what I mean? Well wishes and you know, the truth looks like it's getting closer. I was about to say the yeah. truth, truth looks like coming it's coming out. out. Truth about to come out now. Um Division dropped. I didn't really listen to the album yet. I, I listened to about seven records before you got here. Very R and B gave me a nineties vibe. I was like, there's mm. a lot of shit that I was like, damn, you could if if you played this with other ninety albums, you would have thought this came out in the nineties. That ass. Um it sounds like an R and B singer. No yeah, I listened to a couple of tracks like out of order, and I felt like it'd be unfair for me to say anything about it just yet. So next week, I guess we could talk about that album. I also totally forgot he was signed in the OVO. I didn't. Yeah, you had mentioned it last week. I was the one that said, "Oh, I don't think so," but yep, he is definitely under Drake. Yeah, yeah, that shit. When you go scroll down our iTunes, that shit says OVO Sound, two thousand twenty-two. Um, let's jump into this conversation real quick. This is whack. I ain't falling in love until I get that. That's why you the first night. My my BD first night, one hundred percent. All right, so essentially, yes, Jada and Lil Baby apparently smashed on the first night. But beyond that, the conversation is about should you smash on the first date or not? Now, I am not advocating. Smashing on a first date only for health and safety reasons. However, I do think it's important that once you realize you like somebody that you test drive the car. I do. I've definitely smashed a lot of people on a first date. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it does not equate to me. It does not tell me if this person is... A, a long-term right, relationship right, yeah. or not. Like, I think I people get right. that mixed up. I never, like, I, I never put my quote-unquote feelings into my dick when it's in you in terms of how I feel about you. That's going to take some more time. Especially, especially, one thing I never liked, niggas be talking all crazy spicy in the inbox or, in the, or on the phone or in the chats. Then you meet up. It's like, where is this person? But when you start smashing, you feel like it's a whole different person now. Because especially if the person was never talking spicy, it's like I, I I just feel like, you know, and again, I could be naive or this could be like, oh, of course you would say that you're a man. I just feel like, yo, sometimes. Let's just fucking then talk to you. like, let's fucking then let's talk. Let's talk to see if we really like each other type shit. I mean, I just think the fucking should come early. Let's, I, don't, I don't I don't let's fuck it out. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I want to fuck you before the date. Let me fuck you before the date. I don't know about, about that. I, that. Me, I don't fuck know. Fuck you before the date. I don't happened. know about fucking. Before and then, the date. and then I'll know if I really care about you or not because I might feel like, damn, sex was mid, so I'm gonna see where this goes. But the sex could be lit. It's like, all right, I definitely want to see where this go. Like, yo, like, I, I, I might want you to be baby moms in, in, in a few months. Or it could just be like. Nah, sex cannot determine if you're going to be my baby mom or not. Mm, <laughs> you got the, you have some banging box. I'm a single nigga. <laughs> you have some banging box. But you ain't raising my child if you, you a dunce. I'm sorry. Well, you, well yeah, well, yo, yo, the other day, yo, my mom said some shit that had me rolling. My mom was like, you know. 
You ain't never bring no dumb girl to this house. I was like, where did this come from? I'd have fucking been rolling. Bro, I looked at her like, Bob, what's up with you, dogs? She's like, yeah, one thing I can say is you ain't never bring no fucking dumb girl to this house. You really cheese me, dog. I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. And she was like, yeah, but I still want you to take your time. Meanwhile, in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'm tired of the take my time shit. Tired, boss. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm, I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to fucking then be like, you ain't, you ain't got birth control in you, right? All right, cool. That's Nigga living on the wild side. Right, yeah. That's where I'm at, dog. Like, you not feeling finicky these days, dog? Like, yo, it's about to be 2023. Where's my kid at type shit? I'm I'm feeling a little finicky, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm feeling a little finicky. All right, before we jump into politics real quick, there is this conversation that Kevin Hart opened up. A life. Mm. It's got a game-like quality to it. And if you don't fucking see that... You better open your eyes Open your fucking eyes Because in this life You can do What you put your mind to And if you continue to put your mind to it The game opens up new levels Tell me I'm fucking saying something wrong You're saying something right You get a new level And each new level that gets opened up You're able to adapt a different mindset And a different approach You can stop at that level Or you can go I want more levels Now you sent that over. Yeah. I thought that shit was super powerful. Yeah, I mean, I I said this before, but in a different way. It was like more in like a dark, deep way, and he's saying it in a more enlight in enlightful and insightful way. Yo, life is a game. I mean, it's really a game because it's only a game if you let it play you. Mm. Like for real, for real. Um, if you don't see if you don't see opportunities as a way to level up in life, you're looking at, and if you're looking at an opportunity like an obstacle, then you're, you're like you're not looking, you're not looking at opportunity the right way. Because Fifty Cent says this shit all the time. Nobody has to give you shit. Everything that you quote unquote want in this world, you got to work for to get it. So when people ask you for something, you ain't got to give them shit actually, because everything he got, he had to work for. You know what I mean? So I get that mindset when people are on the grind and people are up and coming. And when, quote, unquote, people finally make it, you can't always be upset when niggas don't want to help you because niggas always didn't want to help them. And that's just life. And circumstances, opportunities, exposure, that kind of shapes how you are in this world because that shit can either make you or break you. Because you can get an opportunity and you can use it or you can abuse it in a way that is detrimental to your whole situation. And when it's time for you to actually be in a space to do something because of the opportunity that you either wasted or you abused, other people either know about that or they get wind of that. Nobody's going to want to fuck with you. And then you are going to feel like the world is against you. You are going to feel like there's many obstacles in your way because of something you didn't fucking do. So Kevin Hart is absolutely right, man. And he, for one, should know that because he's had several things that has happened within his life in the last five, six years where he could have fucked up his marriage. He could have fucked up his company. Shit, he could have fucked up his name. 
and he saw where he needed to make the adjustments. He saw where he needed to rebrand himself as not just a comedian at this point, bro. You are a fucking influencer, dog. So you got to figure out what you need to do to get to the next level. But, you know, a part of that, a part of that interview is too like, yo, next level, new devils, dog. Like for real, you know, temptation, you know, I mean, money to be tempted to do shit, you know, access to shit you didn't have before, you know, if you a single guy, women just coming at you left and right. And you thinking that you could or, or you should take them all down. Some of those women is there to test you because they could because they could be your downfall. Mm. And we all know that as men that got this shit in between our legs. You know, what I mean, we've seen one or, you know, too many men go down over some bullshit that they could have avoided. But ego and feeling like you the nigga or thinking you made it. Like, I'm at a point personally where I'm like, I just want to keep working. I don't want to feel like even when I quote unquote made it, people, I just want to feel like I'm still working. I don't want to, I don't want to get that comfortable. You know what I mean? It, it is discouraging seeing what's happening to Kanye West. Mm. You know, it is discouraging knowing that, you know, DMX was literally taken out the way he was. You know what I mean? We got a chance to do better. That's a fact. Life has many reiterations of lessons, um, and you can equate that to levels. And I think the idea is that every lesson that you come across, you learn to complete. You learn to get over. You hop over that obstacle. Um and I think Kevin is is highlighting that. It's up to you to some extent because naturally there are, are circumstances that may make the level more difficult, make the lesson harder. So not everybody has the same game. Not everybody's playing the same game. So in that instance, it, it can't be equated. But once you understand what your circumstance is, I do think it's important for you to say to yourself, well, what is the level that you're going to be comfortable at? Level one might be where you are, and that might mean minimum wage job, um, maybe not the best living situation, but you still got a roof over your head. Maybe you're not eating the best food, but it's still food. And you might be comfortable comfortable with that. You might be cool with eating McDonald's three times out the week and like things like that. You might be comfortable with getting a PS5 and that's like a big purchase to you. You consider that a big purchase. You consider that like really like a, a major feat. But then there are, there are other levels and social media definitely exposes how many different levels exist. And you have to say to yourself, if you want that level, then you have to see if you can do the work to get there. You can't just be upset that you're not at a certain level because there are people that put blood, sweat, and tears to get there. Like, you can't be mad if you have 300 followers when you're looking at this person who has 30K because that person that has 30K was posting three times a day, every day a week. Then when they weren't posting, they was making content, stopping maybe conversations with, 
loved ones and friends. Hold up. Can you take this picture of me? Wait a minute. I got to make this video. Doing those things to build that brand. And you don't know what sacrifices came with that. Maybe now their friends are like, man, I don't want to hang out with that motherfucker. Every time we hang out, they want to stop and take pictures every 10 minutes. I don't want to be around so-and-so because they always working. Like, they don't have time to just chill and relax, and that's what I want to do. So there are sacrifices when you see people get to particular levels. Sometimes it's a, it's a lot of luck involved, too. That ain't, you know, that ain't no hidden message. But, um, yeah, I do think it's, it's interesting to clarify it like that. Um, let's jump into politics really quick. New York, um, there was a ruling that came down in New York um, this week that said that uh, jobs who fired people who did not take the vaccine um, must be reinstated. Um, the law is in appeals, so it does, it's not in effect. Um, or the ruling is, is being appealed, so it's not in effect. So as of now, nobody is getting reinstated. Um, but, yeah, I guess this was like a conversation this week. A lot of people felt um, yeah. liberated off of. Me personally, if I'm being honest, we know that COVID exists. We know that it's a real thing. However, in this context of people being fired for not wanting to take the COVID vaccine, a part of this kind of feels like a scam now. Because now the same niggas that got fired, they about to be potentially reinstated. And if they are, I was definitely told there's back pay of two years that must be paid back. Well, that's what the judge ordered. Okay. Um. But all of this is speculative in terms of if it goes to another court and that court says, no, nah, New York City was in its rights, then um, it could, I guess, be appealed again until it goes to the Supreme Court um, of the United States. But, yeah, I mean, I think at the time when it happened, most people said that they didn't agree with the rule that you you should lose your job if you didn't get vaccinated Um, But according to the science, it was like if you're unvaccinated and you're around people who are vaccinated, you can still transfer. And it was just a whole hot mess. But yeah, I think I think everyone who feels liberated off of this ruling has the right to feel that way. Um, But what I don't like is the perpetuation of this them versus us mentality that people keep trying to, I think, invoke. In terms of those who got vaccinated and those who didn't, where like I seen a lot of posts where it's like I told y'all, and it's like what did you tell to who and who did you tell it to? Because a lot of people were on every the people who lost their jobs. Everybody was on their side from the most part. I I know there's one or two stragglers out there that was like, well, you should have got vaccinated, but I think the majority of people, especially in New York City, was like, uh, we don't fuck, we don't agree with that, right. <laughs> So I just think, you know, that part of it, I don't fuck with. Me personally, you know, I, I would feel a certain way if I got vaccinated and somebody's at my job and they came back and they didn't get. And they didn't get, you know, what I mean, um, they didn't get vaccinated and now they're working with me like they back to work on me. I, I it, would feel upset. It opens the door for a lot of conversations and that being included. Right. Like because, yeah, I'd be upset, too, like. I got vaccinated. I did what was required. And now this nigga just come back and everything is is good. Or now is there an incentive now for me who got vaccinated? Do I now get something? 
a lot of jobs did do that initially. They they told they would give people a bonus for getting vaccinated um, and things of that nature. But it leaves the door open for the future. If anything like that happens again, what do we as a community want to say is acceptable versus what isn't? Do we say that the city has the right to tell everybody to get vaccinated in an emergency like that? Because that's different from the tetanus shot and everything else. It's like the city definitely or or the state definitely has the right to tell you, hey, there's a deadly virus that if you don't get vaccinated, you're putting everybody at risk. I think that that um, exists like that is something that should exist to some extent, obviously, with limitations. But in an emergency where it's like we we're saying that this is effective, but. To what degree it seems to still be the jury still is out. I don't know if y'all should have the right to tell people to go in and take that or they're going to lose their job. You know, right. I think you encourage it as much as possible, which was the initial thing. And by putting that hammer down like that, you add to more distrust. You do the opposite of what you thought you was doing. So, right. Um, last thing on the docket is Elon Musk. Finalized his purchase for Twitter. Um, and on the first day, every white person in the universe said nigger. This is what a lot of people were concerned about and feared um, because his policy is basically you can say whatever you want. And he's hoping that a dialogue will erupt from just seeing the different opinions. Um, what he, I guess, not taking into account is the fact that Bullying is what tends to happen on sites that have no type of moderation. So it'll be a black person commenting on something, um, a general a general topic, and then you'll see eighty thousand white people calling them a nigger or a monkey or putting mm-hmm. gorilla emojis or doing all other type of harmful things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he plans on dealing with that because what's going to end up happening is a lot of people going to lose, uh, leave that platform. A lot of people are going to leave that platform. And at some point that platform may become an elitist platform. It might become a, like a select few or a select whatever, whatever is the general consensus of how those conversations being formulated. Black Twitter definitely might have to create their own type of space because I see that being pushed. It might be a thing. Yeah, you know black I mean? Twitter. Black Twitter might actually become like Black Twitter. Like I legit. think. I think he his idea is that like, oh, everybody's gonna join in a discussion. If someone says something negative, right, then everyone's gonna correct them. But that all depends on who's online, how many people are white versus black on the site on the topic. Um, and then also social media is toxic. No one is really there to learn. It is there to get their opinions out or call somebody a name or say the, the quote unquote next funniest thing. So it's not like a real discord happening most of the time. Maybe we'll see though. We'll see if this idea of this free speech and everybody being able to, in his mind, have discord on, uh, things that are said that are negative versus things that are said that, um, are positive. Maybe we will see if it does come to fruition. His vision of it being, after a while, we will get away from just the toxicity of it, and then 
we will start to have real conversations where a white person goes on there and says nigger and black people are able to have a conversation with them as to why that word shouldn't be said by a white person and some transformative dialogue happens. We'll see. Um, you got a tough knot for us, Brusky? <sighs> these are these are the last days. Um, Dad would say. You got to embrace love. I think in order for you to give it, you got to embrace it. Mm. Right? Like, you have to embrace that love exists. You have to know that it's out there. You have to know that the type of love you want can exist. But you have to embrace that. If you don't, you won't receive it. Or you won't receive the version of it that you want. So... Understand that your love exists and it's out there and embrace that. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. Peace. Peace.